When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Zara Akalon surely disproves of her children swearing. But we're not her children, so we may swear during this episode. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading Chapter 8 of Magic Step. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's cast Detect Magic. Yay! At the third level, please. begins with Sandry going to get some beads for a project she's working on. And then she sees the house. So she goes to investigate what's going on and she can see the like little bits of unmagic. So she's like it is everywhere and it's tracked down the street. Snaptrap is not there yet and she's like somebody needs to take care of the shit so it doesn't get tracked all over the place. She just so happens to as part of her mage's kit have these special little squares of fabric that are made to hold things and cover things up so they don't get mucked with. And so she starts covering up these little blobs of unmagic. And when she runs out, she's like, "Oh crap, I need more fabric." hang on, I'm wearing a whole lot of fabric. So she basically like starts undoing all of her underwear to make more scraps of fabric to cover things. It's important to note that like she's nobility in this 11th century whatever. So it's not like your little skivvy underwear. It's like petticoat and shit. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of fabric there, and it's not necessarily right next to her private parts. 
But yes, it always amuses me that she does that. Her, her under thing. I don't know. Her doing it is just like, if it's way back then, it's probably all sweaty and gross. It's under a bunch of other clothes. And now other people are messing with said clothes later on as well. Like, that's kind of icky to me. <laughs> but the stuff she's covering is icky too. So that's fair. But, yeah. um,. But one's a little worse than the other, I think. So that's true, but I mean, mm, mm, I don't know. I'll I'll give it to her that she's using her noggin pretty. pretty she's using pretty well. her noggin, but uh, yeah, not not it's an ideal like thing. Touching sweaty fabric that you know is safe, or touching essence of COVID. Uh, <laughs> so imagine that. <laughs> fair, fair. Definitely not ideal, but could be worse. Before you had said anything about like it not being like close to private parts, I was thinking like close to private parts and like ooh, that's that's disgusting. Like okay, now that you've said, though, like okay, it's still probably pretty sweaty though. And like yeah. even when I read it and I know like oh it's like petticoats, I'm still like there's a part of me that is vaguely uncomfortable at the thought of using underwear. But yeah, and then other people messing with said underwear and like, yeah, and then not knowing it's underwear is, I don't know, it's it, it could have been phrased a little bit better. It's kind of gross, <laughs> it could have been phrased a little bit better. Like, I, I will give you, it probably is like kind of sweaty, but it's probably not that gross because it's petticoats. Well, see, okay, so typically during that time. They also wore slips underneath the petticoats. So the, the the slips typically took in more of the sweat and like body oils. than. So the they petticoats. wore a slip under their underwear? Okay, so, so you have skivvies, uh-huh. you have a slip, you have a petticoat. So did she use her petticoat or the skivvies? They're all considered underwear. Mm. So they're under like your regular, your, your yeah. clothing. But it's, it's not like, like underwear as we understand it to be now. Yeah. It's like in like between. Said, now. It, 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 as I said, it could have been phrased a little bit better. The good thing she has long skirts on since she's going all commando now. Don't be running <laughs> around everywhere. <laughs> it could be problematic. She's out in the middle of the street. I'm sure somebody sees her doing this. Like, what the fuck is this noble woman doing? She takes a step and then there's some <laughs> fabric beneath her. I'm like, hmm, I wonder where that came from. That's, that's weird. It's magic. I want that fan fiction. Just being this random person on the street and seeing this noble woman just pulling her underwear off, basically. Like, what is that young girl up to? I want that fan fiction of this scene from the point of view of a random person in the city. Yeah. Reading this, I was that random person. And I'm like, I would be like, what the fuck is that person doing? It was weird. It was very weird to me. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, but it was weird. Snaptrap shows up with some assistance and helps her in this process of continuing to cover up all of the unmagic and kind of gather it to make sure that the area is clean so people don't step in it and get it on them or track it about. At least Snaptrap and his assistants did not see her taking off said underwear. <laughs> you know how awkward that would be coming up on too? Honestly, I feel like Snaptrap would just be like, very resourceful. 
Yeah, I'm sure he Probably. would. His assistants be like, "What the fuck?" His assistants might be a little confused. They'd be like, "This is odd," and Snap Trap would be like, "No, this is resourceful." Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I just love how much he's like. You are the brightest 14 year old I've ever met. I like you. Let me constantly shower you in praise. Well deserved praise. Well deserved praise. But literally everything that comes out of his mouth in relation to Sandry is either information or you're doing a really good job, honey. I'm proud of you. And I love that. I'm living for this. It's really nice to see adults being very supportive of kids who want to help. I know that sometimes you have positions where there's a kid who's like, I want to help and there's not a lot they can do to help. In which case, we should still be supportive and be like, okay, well, you can't do this because this is dangerous, but you can do this other thing for me. You can be the boy that runs to the shop, runs to the draper's shop to get some fabric. You don't want to be like uh, Mr. Incredible in The Incredibles where he... I work with no one. Syndrome becomes a bad guy because he, <laughs> he told the kid that he didn't want. It's all his fault. Wolfric also likes working with her because she has money and is just like, oh, we need some more fabric? You there. I will pay you $20 to go and take this order to the draper. Then they go into the nursery. I am so glad that they removed the bodies first because I was dreading this scene the whole time. Like, they're eventually going to have to go in there, and I am not ready for this. And then they walked in there, and yeah, there was blood everywhere, but they got rid of the bodies. Like, thank God, because this probably would have been the last chapter for me to read if their bodies were there. And Tamara Pierce goes into long descriptions of dead children. I probably wouldn't have been able to continue if. That was the case, but the bodies were gone. So thank God. And as a writer, I feel like she did a really good job. Like she's already given us the scene where they died. So we don't need to see. We don't need the whole. Two paragraphs. Sandry's like, oh, whoa, this is horrific. Mm -hmm. So now we know that Sandry knows and how she's reacted to it. And moving on. Yeah, I I was very appreciative of that because I was dreading this. The whole time when they're like, okay, we got to go inside. I knew they were going to go inside at some point. I'm like, I am not ready for this. And it was handled beautifully. Yeah, I was kind of concerned in the same way. Just kind of, not that I'm an expert on policing or anything, uh, but just, you know, watching like crime shows. Like, usually you don't move the bodies until the detectives show up. You don't do that. So I was like, she is going to have to get into it again. And, like, Sandra's going to, like, see this and, like, yeah, it's going to be bad. It mentions earlier that there are Harriers inside the house because... Yeah, I know that they were following the trail, cleaning that up. So yeah. they had time to go look oh, okay. at the bodies and remove them, I'm sure. But yeah. I'm still, like, thinking as well, oh, shit, those bodies are still going to be there. Yeah. Be okay, then, yeah, right. I, I missed that. It ends with her going back to the Duke Citadel. They're gathering other... Rokots to keep them safe. We know how well that have, has gone so far. So them gathering them all in one place is kind of—I I don't know. I feel like it's not a smart decision. Like, oh, you're gathering them for us. That's gonna make this job so much easier. We can just get it done all at once. We can have multiple heads to put multiple places all at the same time. 
Yeah, we'll see how well that goes. I don't think it's going to go very well. It hasn't gone well already. They're like, oh, we'll protect you. Not. I feel like it might be a trap for the killers. I don't know. Something about the idea of bringing them into the keep of the Snap castle. Trap. like into. It's not just keeping people in, but if anyone comes in, it'd be hard for them to get out to. I haven't read ahead beyond this chapter. I usually do, but I I don't know. I think there might be something more to it because it seems very extreme and I'll get into that later. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talked about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. Who wants to go first? So what I liked in this chapter, the Sandry's forethought of being like, I need to protect this evidence. No one else seems to be able to see it, but she knows where it's at. And it's like, Rolfric's going to be here. She's just so sharp and, and intelligent to just immediately get on it, just start protecting the stuff, not only to protect the evidence, but to protect the people around it too. Yeah. And like even telling her guards like, hey, make sure no one comes over here. Which is don't, really don't awesome considering Wolfric even says, if it weren't for you, then we would have been able to collect all this blood. There still would have been small traces of blood for this, but not enough to be able to potentially follow the people and find them. Mm-hmm. So, good yeah, so San- quick thinking on Sandry's part. Sandry's on it. Yeah, she, She'd make a fine detective, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, hearing about how reliant Sandry has been with her friends, especially considering um, getting worn out from using magic. Because, yeah, they would always just rely on each other. Even if one of them was tired, they'd mm-hmm. get strength from their friends. But she's on her own right now. Yeah. And she acknowledges that she's been over-reliant on that. She's growing. We kind of already touched on this, but Wolfric being thankful and appreciative of Sandry's ability, like not just her magic, but the ability to expedite things, like getting more cloth as opposed to them having to go back to the coop and talk to the people and saying, hey, we're going to spend money to do this thing and waiting for them to say, yeah, go ahead, do it. And And then basically have to like protect the scene until they get back with whatever. Yeah. Well, she just bing, bang, here's some money. Bring me some cloth. That's it. You know, get get back right back to it. Not, not wasting any time. Yeah. And, my last one is seeing Duke Vedras just go fucking ham, kind of pulling like the, the most radical option of bringing all of the people <laughs> to the castle, into the keep, while the guards go like comb the entire town trying to find these people. He is frustrated, understandably so. And he's like, you know, I'm just going to I'm just going to fucking do the thing. I'm just going to get it done now, you, even if it's kind of frankly ridiculous to clear out an entire town to find two killers. But at this point, he doesn't have that much time to, to make a decision like he just has to get it done i get yeah. it but like at the same time it's unmagic how is he gonna find them they're invisible i think that there might be like a limit to how long the unmagic can exist maybe does just he like know anybody that, pro- i'd imagine it's just like any other power it's like you, you get tired gathering after. the people they could easily slip in and like i'm gonna hide and get in with these people real quick and then all right, my magic disappears, but they don't know it's me. Like, they could easily fa- come into the group of people. That's why I think it's like part of a plan to like catch them in the castle. I had an interesting thought about the, the bit where he's like, ah, provost's work is easier with you around, my lady. I can't quite articulate it, but it was kind of like, is it a good thing to make it easier for them? What I think you're getting at is that it's good to help them in this situation because it's kind of an emergency. There's a bunch of murders actively 
murdering people right now. And it's great to help them then. This can't be a day-to-day thing. They also need to be able to rein stuff in and figure stuff out themselves on the day-to-day. I guess it's that... Not to be over-reliant on money either. While it's useful for this moment, this, this is a good thing for this very specific situation the general way things work where they have to go in and be like ah da, 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 and fill out all the paper forms and everything it's important to have those checks in place i think that's what i'm getting at on the other hand it also reminds me of within the last year i i was hearing about like social programs have been cut and that's requiring police officers to do like more things than just i don't know tracking down serial killers. I guess it just reminded me of the way in which as a society we can overtax and stress people and positions to a point where they don't work anymore. Neither of those things specifically indicated in this little scene, but my mind kind of took off. It, it, it alludes to other like social issues and yeah. or at least I, I think it kind of alludes to that. Frankly, I think we don't have enough social programs, and I think a lot of people would agree with that. The thing that I heard was there are cities where social programs have gotten cut, so police officers end up having to deal with issues that normally would be taken care of by those programs. So, I don't know, like, the people who are homeless or, like, dogs that are getting out or whatever little things that taxes your police force and makes them responsible for way more things than they should be responsible for, which adds to all of the other issues that we have with police forces already. If we could put our money into more social programs, then not only would we have people who are, like, better trained and equipped to deal with specific issues, but we wouldn't be taxing other people who really should be working other jobs anyway. Indy, do you have any spicy opinions on this? Yes, but I'm over here being good. Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. not. Did you want me to say it? I'll say it. Fuck the police, man. (laughs) (laughs) At least they've been doing something fucking useful. No, no, no. Just... Stop harassing homeless people and people of color and stop fucking shooting people for no good goddamn reason, especially fucking 12 year olds. I knew that you needed to get that off your chest. I love that Lark and Sandry know this bead merchant. It doesn't have like the interaction between her and the bead merchant or anything, but there's a mention of she goes to this bead merchant that she knows very well. And I just love the like everything that that evokes of like her having gotten to know this lady very well and just it was some nice world building. And then when she sees the maid from far away, the maid is described as having scarlet hands. And I just love how horrific and concise that is when she's like, Oh, I think she's sitting on magic. The guard, the guard or whoever is with her is like up when you're sitting on magic, which is kind of funny, but like also, Oh my God. Like she just went through this incredibly traumatic experience. Can you be a little nice? I didn't find it funny at all. I wanted to punch that person in the face. She went through a traumatic thing, and now you're just like, up winch? Fuck you, dude. I found it funny because of the specific phrasing. Like, by itself, it's just such a, like, it's not something you would expect somebody to hear, even in a fantasy novel. It's just, you're sitting on magic. (laughs) 
is just such a weird thing to say. It is a weird phrase. But also, what a dick. He's a really, uh, I, I wanted to hit him so hard. Especially because Sandry seems like she's being very polite about it. Like, because she says, can she stand or something like that. Yeah. And I think there's a there's a decent chance that what Sandry means is like, I know this person has probably just been through something really terrible, but I also need to take care of this. The guard could have said, can you come back in a couple minutes? Because she is dealing with serious some serious trauma. And then maybe Sandry would have like gone and gotten all the magic everywhere else first. And then he's very polite to Sandry because Sandry's nobility and the maid is just a maid. Wasn't he rude to her at first though? Like, what are you doing here at first? And then he was rude to her at first. He's just an asshole. He's one of those cops well, here's that the thing. are assholes until they're like, oh, you have use now. Now, I, now I'll be nice to you. Like He asked, who let you in? And yeah. she went, this is my name. This is who I am. And immediately it was like, oh, what can I do for you? I think it's because he may have thought she was just some rando that walked up to a potential crime scene. Still, though, even if it's a rando, you don't have to talk to people like that. You don't have to be a fucking dick. You should be like, hey, this is a crime scene. I need you to leave, please. And thank you. Instead of who the fuck are you? What the fuck are you doing here? I have a whole different view on this whole situation, actually. I do not like this guy. The last note I have is somebody at the end says, we'll be on them like red on roses, which reminded me of the phrase white on rice, which we have in Mm -hmm. our world, except I don't know much about the phrase because I've only heard it like a couple times. I don't think anybody I know personally uses it, but I feel like somebody's told me that it is connected in a nasty racist way to East Asia, but I could be bullshitting that. <laughs> that just reminded me of my stepmom. She would always say, stink on shit. <laughs> okay. You know, that's that's actually very, very apt and very hard to uh, construe in any other way than stink on shit. Yep. <laughs> like, all right. You're, you're right. Okay. Yeah, as far as I know, white on rice doesn't have any. Because I, I literally looked it up when I saw that, because that's the first thing I thought of, you know, red on rose, white on rice. Uh, as far as I know, there's no, like, racist meaning to it or anything, as far as I could find. But it does sound like it might have something, just because it has, you know, the color and you think of race and then you think of rice. But it, I, don't, I don't think there's anything like that. It might be some, like historical context with the way it was used by certain groups of people or something or it could be that i'm just completely making that up all of mine have been touched on but (laughs) (laughs) when sandry asked for the bunch of silk for the spill i don't understand why she could have done that to begin with instead of using her undergarments i mean it went pretty fast like boy go get this thing for me come back and then I can use it. And she did it later for this bill. Why couldn't she have done that to begin with? Unless she was like, you know what? Today I feel like going commando. I'm going to use these things. <laughs> no, like I'm going to use this as an excuse. Maybe she's always been looking for an excuse to wear less clothing. Yeah. Maybe. maybe uh, if that's Probably her- hot. If that's the thing, then yeah, go for it. But uh, I was going to say... Odd to me that she got rid of her underwear and used it for cloth for this, but then at the end 
You know why? It's because people were standing around. She's like, mm, if those people would have been there, you're like, you know what? I have more layers. I can use this layer. Something else to add to that. While she was at Winding Circle, do you know how much less clothing she was allowed to wear? That's yeah. true. And now, because she's tending to her uncle, she has to play the part. So she's having to wear that many more clothing and it's probably very uncomfortable going three years at least without having to wear the whole shebang every day like every day for six months eventually you're just gonna be like i am so tired i could spend these 15 to 30 minutes of putting on all of these clothes doing literally anything else more productive i hate this I may know this from personal experience. <laughs> In Daja's book, it mentions that she's jealous that Triss and Briar and Daja get to wear everyday normal person clothes. And she's yeah. in like her nobility garb. And she's like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> she just wanted to wear less clothes. So one thing that is stupid. It's so stupid. I understand it's stupid, but I love it so much i have a huge red versus blue fan that's what i'm going to preface this with there is an argument between two characters one of them says the phrase monkeying about and the other one's it's monkeying around who the fuck says monkeying about and i was just like it's here you can't see i'm holding up my phone with the passage highlighted but listen it is in this book monkeying around is a fair statement and can be used i love that i do i genuinely love wolfric complimenting sandry and i'm just like i love this though it just makes me happy when sandry goes to get off of the horse she's like <laughs> i'm fine the guy's just like you just can't stand <laughs> you're totally fine totally fine and then the last one is you see what kind of mischief he gets up to when you're not around. <laughs> Just in the middle of Duke Vedras being this great and commanding ruler. And his right hand's just like, you see the shit we put up with when you're not here? <laughs> you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Part two is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the text. What theme or message did you find? There's a lot of fear, a lot of fear. I mean, especially with towards the end where it we're getting everybody inside and we're getting them in now. It, it is officially hit the point of terrifying that all of this can go down with no way to figure out what's happening. And I mean, and it is kind of sprinkled throughout the whole book when talking about these killings, but there's just a lot of fear of what happens next. I wrote kindness and unkindness. I think a better way to describe this might be status, kind of like we talked about with the maid and how he's like, up wench, you're sitting on magic. This guy who is an asshole to the nurse and much more polite to Sandry, but then also the way Wolfric, like we said, he could have been like, oh, you're just some stupid 14-year-old, but instead he's like, oh, hey, I see that you have brains in you and you're doing things to help and I'm going to like treat you very kindly. I had a bit of a tough time with mine, um, but I guess protection is what I found. Sandry protecting evidence and potentially protecting people from getting not infected, but having the uh, unmagic spread. Clearly not as bad as disease from the last book. <laughs> yeah. But uh, some some protection there. And Duke Vedra's kind of pulling the trigger on basically putting people in his own home to protect them. He's kind of reached that final step of, well, if they can't be protected by like 40 guards in a safe house, I may as well bring them into the castle and try to protect them there. And mine was the exact same as Goodwin's. I'm going to let you go first next time. 
We're just on the same brainwave. This I, think, this I think. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Part three is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft from this text? Fuck the police. Status gets you niceties, commoners. You get treated like shit. Get called winch. Fuck the police. That is my personal magic. I think I'm doing pretty good at it, but I could be better. I didn't know you were sleeping with a cop. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. The thing that really stood out to me is the moment where they're about to go into the nursery and Sandry's like, I really don't want to do this because she knows that it's going to be terrible. But she's like, I have to do this because I'm wrapped up in this now and I know that I can be of use here to help them identify the unmagic and whatnot. Just the, the courage that she has. Hopefully I never have to, you know, go into a nursery where children were slaughtered but i want to have the kind of courage that sandry does where she's like i don't want to do this because i know it's going to be awful but i'm going to do it anyway because i'm here and i need to do this so what i found was a resourcefulness coming from sandry's use of her undergarments to make more fabric cloth when she needed it kind of reminded me of literally what I did yesterday. I was helping my sister move out from her apartment and she had a couple of things that needed to be done. And it's going to sound really stupid, but there's a towel rack on a wall and most towel racks have little set screws underneath them that you have to screw in and out to get them to like reattach. And she had somehow knocked hers off the wall, whatever. And I'm like, Oh, let me go in my truck. I know I have a tool for it. And all the screwdrivers I had were too big and I was like, what What the fuck am I supposed to do? How am I going to fix this thing if I don't have a screwdriver? I don't want to drive, you know, 30 minutes to the closest fucking Lowe's just to get a tiny screwdriver and have to come back. I got a piece of wire and I like clipped it with wire cutters that I had in my truck to make like a little, it means a little flathead screwdriver. And then I bent the, the other end to make like a little handle. And I used that to like reattach the fucking thing. And I was like, it reminded me of this, this chapter. Look at you being crafty. Very, very resourceful. So just like always, you know, try to try to figure things out in ways that maybe you don't have like access to immediately. Try to open your mind to other ways of fixing things. Because I know it saved me probably an hour and some money to do that instead of having to run around town to find stuff just to fix this one thing. Mine is I try to do this already, but be nice to people, even regardless of their position like at restaurants and stuff be nice to your waitresses or just whoever in general you're dealing with instead of being an asshole and then finding out oh hey you're a person with power i should be nice to you and people that are below you in rank forget you i'm gonna be an asshole to you so i already try to do this but i feel like it's a good reminder yeah, for sure. Not be a dick. If there's one thing that makes me lose respect for someone super fast, it's seeing how they treat people they have power over. But see, Goodwin, didn't you say that you had like a different take on that scene? I had a different take on that scene specifically. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't mean in general. I mean, like oh, yeah. you said you had a different take on that yeah. scene. And yes. I don't think I heard it. And I, 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 didn't, I didn't say it. Uh, yeah, this is the way I took it. I'm not saying that he acted correctly. 
But the guard brings this lady who says that this entire family was murdered right in front of her and she didn't see anything. Being part of the guard, I think that he was frustrated with that and not understanding how that is possible <laughs> because he might not know that there's someone with unmagic, literally invisible, undetectable, being able to kill people in front of everyone. And, and this lady just coming up and saying, you know, basically being in the center of a crime scene covered in blood, who just saw like four people die didn't have anything to give him so i can understand um, him being frustrated that doesn't mean it was right but i can see why he wouldn't exactly be in the best mood after something like that yeah so he's just kind of like cranky as fuck and taking it out on other people which is yeah like like i said not nice, but not correct but i can i can i can see that i can understand that we've all been there see one of the phrases and i was going to bring this up but i decided to keep it short and sweet was the story's too stupid to be true of elsewise. That's just a shitty thing to say and then say it directly in front of this person who's been traumatized. This is the story she has. This mm -hmm. is her truth. She doesn't know what happened. She just watched all of these people die. Story's too stupid. I'm sure she's not going to get an apology from Guy once no. Guy finds out how, what actually happened. She's not going to no. get an apology. She's just no. going to be the stupid person the whole time. Well, I got the impression that what he meant was, I know that she's not lying because it's, it would be a stupid ass lie. Well, if he believes her, then stop being a fucking dick. There's no reason yeah. for you calling her a witch if you believe her then. <sighs> this guy is a fucking asshole. I don't like him. Yeah, he, he absolutely is. She hates with the fire of a thousand suns. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you get out on Britney's bad side, that's it. You're done. At the end of our episodes, we like to read an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from Magic Steps, Chapter 9. Mila of the grain, give me patience, Sandry begged the goddess. It was time to try bribes again. Pasco, if you don't work on meditation, I won't take you to your dance teacher today. His gloom evaporated like mist in the sun. A dancing teacher with steps and music and costumes? Meditation first, she told him firmly. He sat straight on his bench, eyes blazing. Meditation, definitely. I'm ready. I'm going to start now. Watch. They began again, and this time, Pasco actually seemed to be trying. Sandry murmured instructions to clear his mind of all thought and watched as his power trickled out of his skin, flowing away until it struck her magical barrier. It flickered and twisted and even went out completely, telling her that he was thinking of something else. At moments like that, she began to see why some teachers were eager to use a switch on skittish students. She chided herself for the thought. That was just her weariness speaking, or at least she hoped it was. Her own concentration was poor. Concerns about Wolfric's progress distracted her. She'd, set, she'd sent him a note asking if Rokot House and Kassam Rokot's home should be checked and cleansed of nothingness with her offer to help. If he'd been right about the blood, Wolfric might actually have the killers by now. That would be a relief. The clang of the Guildhall clock brought her to her surroundings with a start. The hour was done. Pasco's eyes were open and eager. Lady, he asked. Sandry took up her boarding circle. Returning her thread to her purse, she asked, walk or ride? It's not far. Pasco looked at, the, looked at her guards and the horses waiting in front of the garden. Walk. 
So who is it? He begged as Sandry mounted Russet. Is the teacher expensive? I can't pay you now. We have an understanding, replied Sandry, clucking to Russet. Come on. But where? He pleaded, trotting alongside her. Who? He's chattery, commented Owama, looking down at the boy. You're sure he's hairier bred? Usually they don't have two words to rub together. Pasco grinned up at her. That's because they don't want the Duke's guard blabbing their secrets. We'd have to be interested to steal them, boy, replied Owama with a wink at Sandry. Festival Street was like most city roads, lined with homes and businesses. The largest building on Festival between Market and Yangjing Streets sat behind a 10-foot high stone wall. Sandry thought it may have been a warehouse at one time. Now there was nothing to indicate what use the building had. It, its only marker was a printed sign over the gate, Hebet, in gold letters on a red background. Here we are, Sandra announced, guiding Russet into the courtyard. Alama and Quabin followed. When she didn't see Pasco, Sandry turned. The boy was still on the street, goggling at the sign. A girl came to take the horses when they dismounted. As she led the animals away, Sandra called, Pasco. I'll get him, Awama said. She grabbed the boy's arm and towed him back to Sandry. Do you know whose place this is? Pasco asked, his eyes fixed on the building. It's Yasmin Hibet's school. Yes, I know, Sandry replied. Her earlier impatience was turning into amusement. I might have acted the same if I'd heard of Lark before she took me as a student, she thought. I believe school was the idea. May we go in, please? There's an inside here. I'm sure you'd like to see it. I just that is it so, so cute. Much. <laughs> it's fun. So cute. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. <laughs> Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Dishonor. Mm. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. Your cow. <laughs> it's it's basically the same the same mentality only much more violent. Yes. Yes. Less kid friendly. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.